I'm just going to go with a da na 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 na. <laughs> little, char- little, little fucking little charge into this uh, little yeah. charge into the podcast. That's perfect, man. That's it. That's Sweet. Mike. We have Hang Mike Hang on a second. Here. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Charge. charge. <laughs> okay, so we've got an interesting podcast here. We want to talk about social media. Oh, good. all right. This is really cool. So, Mike, how about you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, your thoughts on social media and businesses, I guess. Yeah, so uh, founder of Social Media House, started the business about six and a half years ago as a completely different name. I actually uh, thought I was going to create the app that was going to change the grocery shopping world. It didn't go that well, but uh, it was an exciting adventure. Along the way, we kind of picked up the marketing and content creation. We actually, the, the people that bought into the app early, we said it's not done, but let us do something. You've invested this money. Let us create marketing for you. And a lot of those clients that signed up and took that chance on us seven years ago are still clients today. So we did something right. Yeah. So it was a bit of a different, different spin. Four years ago, I bought the business out from my two business partners, turned it into my own incorporation. But two and a half years ago, we, we came up with social media house, which is what it is today. And two sides of the business. One is running marketing campaigns for a handful of people. We don't do it a lot anymore. The other side is social media training and advertising trainings. We'll go into small to mid-sized company. We'll teach them content strategy. We'll teach them how to execute their own social. We build them a customized plan in-house with them that they can take for themselves and, and, and activate. And then certain types of businesses will teach Google and Facebook and different type of advertising only if it's a type of business that could actually succeed with doing it themselves. There's a lot of businesses, e-commerce, personal brands that may not fit that. Simple businesses, roofing companies. Mom and pop shops. Mom and pop, dentists, those types of businesses. There's not a lot of stuff that changes when it comes to advertising in those spaces. And so for me, it's like you can get them on a path, teach them how to monitor it. And go, and then once you've got a good campaign set up, you really don't have to change anything. So those I'm very comfortable going in and training them how to do it themselves. Good. So are, are we fair to say that regular forms of advertising, print and uh, yellow pages and phone booths and all that shit is dead? Are we fair to say that? I would say it's way less effective and way too expensive for what it is. So in that sense, dead. Okay. Uh, I mean, yellow page, I still get calls all the time. Hey, do you want to activate your yellow pages thing? I'm like, no, I'm good. Wow. Eh? Wow. Yeah. I don't I don't even remember last time I heard yellow pages. Yeah, <laughs> you Yelp. just heard it right now. Yeah, Yelp and all those guys. And the problem is, so they're huge companies. They're public. And so they have to make really high margins with their advertising products. They sell you premium ad placement if people go to their website and then they're selling the same product to different people, how many painters are going to be the premier ad for Oakville paint? It's like, it. yeah. it just, they're selling, they're overpricing. If you were to take that same budget as a small business, 500, a thousand bucks a month and put that directly on Google, your return would be 20 X. What, really? what Yelp, whatever, Yellow pay, whatever, any of those companies would give you. They're just, they're just not effective. They have to charge a lot because they have so much overhead. But in today's day and age of a mom and pop shop. So we're like, we're construction. So we're talking about trades and everybody like that we want to use social media. We want to use like, how do we get that messaging? Because we're so used to guys in the very beginning magnetic sticker on the side of the van you know word of mouth but we know that but how did digital you know? 
What do you mean? That's how it was. You know that. I had that. The magnetic sticker. Yeah. Of course you did. It was probably a specific size because of the print shops in your local neighborhood. Just enough for the door. That's all it was. And then whenever the, the van was dirty, you took it off and you have that white spot there. I mm. took it off because a lot of times if I say I lived in a condo or a residential area, you I wasn't to allowed to have a commercial vehicle. So yeah. I had to remove that. Tradespeople today, how can we let's take let's take any tradesperson right now. How can we get them on that path? How can we get them understanding that them focusing a little bit more effort on, on their business to grow their business? How do we attack it? It's like some of the first things that they should be doing. It's funny enough. I, we had a, we had this morning, I had 40 small businesses in Peel Halton and we did a fundamentals of social media and content and strategy. So it was a whole four hour workshop that we did. Wow. We had this conversation earlier today. And so there's a lot of people that think, Oh, posting on Facebook is what the kids do and it's a it's a waste and so my argument is this i when we had these specific conversations with people in their 40s 50s and, and one guy a bit older and i said how how do you look up a company well i go to their website and i, I look around and i see if it's whatever and i was like okay and then and then one person was oh well i click on their facebook link End of conversation. Yeah. It's not to say that your Facebook post is going to get seen by somebody and that's going to make them the customer because they discovered you, but it's a credibility. It's an awareness thing. If you go to someone's Facebook page and the last post was 2016, oh shit, these guys are out of business. With a website, it can stay up forever and you would never know when was the last time it was anything done to it. You can True. look at the little date at the bottom of the page, but most people don't look at that. They go to social and if they're active and if they look like they're involved in the community and in the space, they say, oh, it's an active business. It looks like they're doing stuff. So that alone is a good enough reason to be activating on social. So on some form of social, right? Now, are you choosing a specific social based on your business or your age group? I think you have to. I think you have to have, I think you have to understand how much time you can put in. You have to understand where your customers spend their time on the internet. And then you got to make content for those platforms. Does it make sense for every tradesperson to have Instagram? Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. LinkedIn? Possibly. Oh. But certainly a Facebook because it's going to be that 40 plus people that are probably owning homes and those are the people that are going to for the most part are going to hire you so facebook's a great place i guess the first mm -hmm. question to ask is the tradespeople, mm -hmm. who do you want to speak to yes so if you're looking to actually speak to other tradespeople to network and build your business that way then i guess you go down one path but if you actually want to drum up business mm -hmm. and speak to your potential clients you'll go down another path yep. because you want to speak to those two, two audience those are two different kinds of audience absolutely and so this the exercise i always start out with is think about your last five customers and put them into a persona give them their name talk about where they live talk about their age talk about their interests talk about their pain points if you detail those just those five points alone you should be able to say okay that person spends their time watching YouTube or doing this or doing that. If you profile three to five of your most recent clients, you take the average of your clients, you can generally tell what they want to know about, what content you should be creating. You know, my interests are, I just want a painless process. I want somebody that I can trust. I want someone that's knowledgeable. I want them to take the reins and move this project forward, right? So your content should be case studies, testimonials about how you've done that for other people. Your content on Facebook should be about how we use these procedures to make sure our jobs go really, really well. All you're doing is you're answering the FAQ, the social media FAQ, the website FAQ, the stuff you get asked in person all the time, and you're just addressing those questions before they ask. Well, that's a great way to look at it, huh? Like mm. you basically are doing what I guess other generations were doing, but they did it face to face. 
that's all you're doing. But now you're taking it to a digital platform now. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to what the clients are like your previous clients have done, and that will attract the future clients. Regarding building your circle of business, you you attack it the same way. You pay attention to what those tradespeople are doing. From that side, it's a little bit different. So what's valuable to the end client is those like the trust and the fact that somebody's gonna guide me through the process and I'm going to feel comfortable. So that's one thing from a business to business piece. If I'm a business, you want me to pay attention to something that you're doing. You got to bring some kind of value that incentivizes me to come and play. So what is that thing, right? Can you make my life easier? Are you interviewing people and providing entertainment? Are you doing some informational stuff? Are you maybe you're interviewing different brands and and helping unpack or creating different content for them? If you're making my life easier, whether it's informational or entertaining or whatever that may be, then that gives me a reason to follow you that's different than why the customer would interact with you. So you really do have to treat these two groups of people completely different, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to ask yourself as a business owner, do I want to be entertaining? Do I want to be educational? You have to figure out your own profile and then speak to your audience regarding the industry and then speak to your audience regarding business. Yeah. My best trick with business to business, I set up Google alerts for anybody that I want to pay attention to what they're doing. You can also set up like social listening. So if somebody mentions that brand or that brand does a post and it has a certain keyword in it, it comes up and the alerts like on a Wario, which is a software tool that we use or Google alerts, it'll pop up the most recent coverage or the most recent content about them. I just pay attention and say, ooh, this feels impactful. They've done something interesting or they've produced something. So then I'm gonna put it on Facebook or LinkedIn and tag them and say, hey, these guys just launched this awesome thing or these guys just completed an amazing project or these guys just created a new color of grout. Check this shit out, my pie. I was in the flooring industry yeah, before, yeah. so I know. And so you're <laughs> you're then showing them love and, and saying they're saying, oh, you guys are promoting me and out of nowhere, out of no obligation. That makes people really happy. So that starts a their... conversation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what you want to do. And so that's the easiest way from the B2B side to bring that value is like showcase their stuff. And then you kind of build that relationship by saying, hey, showing you some love. I guess with the clients, back to the clients, to actually get them to be interested in you because guys are always fighting over each other. They have to figure out what's going to set them apart from another contractor that's bidding on a job. They have to actually do their own homework on that client and figure out what exactly do they want to hear us say to them to attract them. Yep. That's what. So you're analyzing them. Digitally speaking. Yeah. And I would say, so the most important thing, so the social thing aside, your social should match that personality. It should have all that information as well. But I think on the website, right at the very top of the website, too many people talk in these wide eyed, theoretical, we're going to immerse your home and like, okay. But like if you fluff, fluff, yeah, that's what it is. It's just fluff. And so I focus on who are we? What exactly do we do? And then if we serve on average, this type of person, say you do only like really customized stuff or say you do specialized ceilings or whatever it is, talk about that directly. We create the most amazing customized ceilings for the this and this type of person. Most people say, well, hold on. But then if someone comes to my website and they don't want that, then they're not going to hire me. Are you bidding on too many different things that aren't your ideal customer anyway? That might be the answer to that. So I like to be as specific as possible. You know, so for Look for your strengths. Right. And so for me, right on the front of our site, you land. We teach businesses how to become experts on social media. So they know, don't call me if you want me to run your social media 
But if you want to become an expert, if we're going to make your team an expert, we're the people to talk to. You're going to educate them on how to pay attention to all these little details. And the thing is, like, people think, oh, well, now if, if anybody ever wants marketing or they ever want something else, no one will ever call you for that. But it doesn't matter. If you've got a reputation, if other people are referring you and they're coming to the site, they're going to ignore that anyway and say, hey, can you do this other thing? Um, they're not going to pay attention. But new people, if you think about the ideal customer for you, writing that out in a really explicit way will attract the best people and it will make the ideal customer say yes and it might make the other people a little more reluctant or maybe oh well, they do this well that's not exactly what i want but then that might not be that might not have been the person for you anyway but you're doing this because okay so you're not looking to go in and do all the heavy lifting for them you want to just direct them you want to guide them because the real reality is that as a mom and pop shop you're the best voice mm -hmm. to express your business. Mm -hmm. So if you find out your strengths and what your business is all about or where your business wants to go, you're just helping us get us on the right path. And then you're going to show us what to continuously do to continue that path, to attract those clients, to attract those other tradespeople that are going to work with you. That's generally the idea. You're quiet. Why are you quiet, man? I'm listening. And like, I find that like Facebook is like my source of propaganda where I send, <laughs> I send my personal messages of yeah, the I've universe and the world. Yeah, I've gotten some Facebook posts from you, and I just opened up the first one, and I, I haven't opened one since because I don't want to see this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, like, like, I've always felt, like, in my world, Facebook isn't for business for me or a place for me to express my feelings of the world. You got the best caveman here when it comes to digital. <laughs> but when it comes to Instagram... <laughs> I feel that it's very interesting that I can find any business I'm looking for. I feel that I'm connected to pictures. I find that Instagram is really that source of construction for me. So that's like my go-to place. But do you understand that Instagram is actually a business tool to drum business, to attract business, to build business? And this is something I'm just getting into now. The people that I've been in business with or where I've come from, I've never had to have that worry. Like I've always had work. So I've never worried about that. Now that I'm interested in changing my my business, I find it very interesting. But I've, I've never found Facebook. I've posted work and I never feel like... I get any attention back, mm -hmm. but on Instagram, I feel people have contact, they, they communicate with me, they react, uh, they give me opinions and it's all work related. So there's a couple thoughts on that, but I think one of the most important things is we, so for example, we are not, we're not creating a lot of visual content. I mean, we film the podcast and it goes on Instagram. We're using the same stuff for Instagram and Facebook just to keep it populated. Most of our traffic and attention comes in from Instagram, from the videos, but we're not doing anything really different. I think for that industry where it is a visual industry, if, for instance, if you spend the time taking good photography of your jobs and you're producing that stuff, Instagram is great. But I actually worked with a custom home builder not that long ago and like could have had someone following them around with a camera getting shots getting it well it's too much work well then don't use instagram if you don't have good pictures of the stuff you're doing you can't use it it's That's all true. pictures facebook is kind of that cheat around where you can have like here's the behind the scenes of like a bunch of half done stuff and then here's some insights on it where you wouldn't put that on instagram right you'd put the finished product or maybe before and after like you'd swipe through and see them but th so. these guys like carlito and other guys they don't realize that instagram makes it pretty easy to turn an okay picture into mm -hmm. a good picture yep. right so there are filters it's just they're, they're surprised that there's so many little details that you can do to tweak things and change things and make mm -hmm. it a little more interesting 
interesting. Like make the photograph brighter. Focus on a vignette. Do some high contrast stuff. These are really basic. If you scroll into the filter stages of Instagram, you can actually take your okay photograph and turn it into a nice looking photograph, which will back to business. It'll drum up business. But it's important. I think it's important that you and everybody that's in construction get on these platforms, right? I, I recently have been seeing a lot of growth on LinkedIn mm -hmm. regarding construction, like activity-wise, right? Because I think that Instagram has been hurting everybody by whatever they're doing behind the scenes, right? And I think it's been hurting the construction industry a lot. And I think since they jumped on Instagram, because I believe that Instagram was the easiest platform and that's why construction really connected with it. I find that now that Instagram is penalizing us, I guess, for lack of a better word, they're frustrated. They're mm -hmm. being really, really hard on themselves thinking, why is my social failing? And yep. it's not failing. You can talk more about that, Mike. Yep. I think it's, it's, they're not being adaptive. The challenge is that Instagram is doing what Facebook did six years ago. Yeah. They're saying, Hey, you got all this free attention. You've built up this big following. Now we're going to show less of your followers stuff because we'd like you to pay for ads yep. so that your people can see stuff. That's what Facebook did, and they that's where they make their money. That's where that's I mean, even from Google's standpoint, they make ninety seven percent of their money on on the ads. Wow. Facebook and Instagram, they used to make their money selling the data. Now it's it's now they got in trouble. So it's an ad thing. And so they what they did is they wet everybody's appetite. They're like, Oh, look at this engagement, look at this growth. Oh, now you've relied and now you're relying on it. Sorry, we're just gonna start shrinking it. And we're seeing it at the highest levels. So we work with a, a couple of hip hop artists out of Chicago, and even from from the Facebook and Instagram Cumulatively, one of the guys we work with has about 8.3 or so million followers. Okay. Wow. wow. So big. And we're growing. We were growing his Instagram, I think, close to three or 4,000 followers a day. A day. A day. And every post, because of how the reach was shrinking, every time we posted, even with that growth of followers, it was the same amount of people seeing it. We couldn't grow it fast enough to match how much Instagram was throttling back. We're, everyone's in the middle of it right now. We can't get growth on anybody's account. It's, it's crazy. But they're purposely doing this. Absolutely. And they're doing yeah. it for ad dollars, mm -hmm. right? And we all hated Facebook for that six, mm -hmm. seven years ago, and now we're all hating Instagram. Yeah. And I think that's why. And I, I was a big believer in the beginning when I got on social that I didn't want to rely on one platform, mm -hmm. right? So it was great that Instagram grew so well for me. I didn't really pay attention too much to Twitter, but I, I kind of fed Facebook and, but I like LinkedIn is definitely one to pay attention to. Yeah. And maybe it's in the same boat. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think some big company, Microsoft or somebody bought LinkedIn mm -hmm. or that's what it is. Right. Yep. Yeah. So all of a sudden you get these big corporations come in and they're like, listen, this is a machine. It's about making money. We understand that you're using this to make your business grow too, but we want a piece of that business. Right? Yeah. So you'd put, make a post and you'd use like 10 hashtags, right? Hashtag construction, hashtag renovations. So what that would, what that would do is that would show other people that have looked up construction or renovation stuff. You know, when you look at the little, um, the little eyeglass thing and it's your discovery screen, it's here's yes. what we recommend based on what you, what you're already watching. So it would load your stuff in there like crazy based on the hashtags. And now it's limiting that and it's showing ads in there and it's showing Instagram TV and it's, it's prioritizing different content. So when you used to be able to post with 30 hashtags and get 5,000 people to see it, even with the same followership now, you'd probably get 3,000 instead of five. It's just not showing it to as many people because it, it's trying to force you to pay. Actually, what we're doing with a lot of people now is we're going back. We're going back to like 15 years ago. I'm saying, okay, start filtering your people off of Instagram, get them into an email list. 
get them off the social, get them over here. LinkedIn is great. And LinkedIn has really explosive growth. The crazy thing with LinkedIn is like, if you post something, somebody comments on that thing, even just comments on something on your own post or on your own feed, it gets shown to every single one that follows them. Really? Yeah. So whenever the more comments you can get, that it's just like a gold rush of attention. It shows up on. So if, if we're not connected, and I comment on your post, and you guys are connected, you'll see. I'll see it. You'll see Mike. Mike commented wow. on this thing, and then I you're mean, like, "Who the hell is this Mike guy?" And then you might come to me. So it's exponential. So the reach is far greater than any other social platform. Crazy. Other than TikTok. T- so okay. TikTok. T- well, yeah. hang on. Is TikTok beneficial <laughs> to construction? If you're making a lot of video, I think it's incredible. TikTok is generally skewed fairly young, but it's getting older fast. Companies are getting on board with it. It's all it's all video, right? It's these music-based things. But what a lot of people are doing, I have a guy that um, I connected with called Duncan um, out of North Carolina, and he he's a he just sales trainer. So he's not singing, he's not dancing. He's just going on and recording like 30 second like sales helpful little things. And his one of his posts recently got like 600,000 views or some crazy shit. Wow. And so 30 you, second video. Yes. Just him singing or dancing the, or No, just him giving literally sales advice. He there's no music on it. Wow. He didn't even have music. He was just talking and people like Gary Vee are going on. They're not they're not singing, they're not dancing. There's no music. They're, they're just, just sharing. They're just basically posting other video that they're putting on there and just letting it go just cuz the audience is just there's so much growth and so much attention. Now, if you're creating video, time lapse and different things or just just general stuff going on, you can upload the video into TikTok and then it will watch it and make a recommendation on music based on the movement and based on this and this and that. So you don't even have to be good at it. You just put the video in and it's like, oh, we think these three songs might match your video well. So it'll just make up the song. It'll just add the song to it. And then you can post. So it's a guy like you where you've got a shitload of produced video already. I would just start streaming it in there, let it pick the music and go. And then just because yours will take off, yours will go bananas. TikTok, yeah, I've been looking Mm -hmm. at, I've been curious. What are the top three things that any tradesperson should be doing? So I guess right off the bat, look at your website. Yes. Like look at your business and your website and try to figure out exactly who you are profile wise, what kind of business you are, and what what message you want to relate to your potential clients, Mm -hmm. right? And get that message out there strong, right? And then continue it. Don't try to be a performer because I know that everyone gets on social media construction wise and they want to be all these celebrities. They want to be something that they're not really honestly stay true to yourself because mm-hmm. everybody's individual, right? There's, there isn't another version of me and there isn't another version of him, right? Oh, so stay definitely true to not. That. No, there's definitely not. And then regarding social media, these guys should be paying attention to TikTok for sure. They should be like looking at it. Should we just kind of ignore Instagram for now? Not like keep feeding it but not focus on it the two most common platforms so at this stage i wouldn't worry too much about growth i would say as long as you have consistent posts facebook and instagram are platforms that people go to validate that you're a real business and that you look like you exist even if you're using the same stuff on instagram and facebook and just writing it slightly different or whatever you know any same pictures and even very similar captions to be honest we're almost like word for word now because we don't care about Facebook, but we know that if someone hears about us, they're going to go to our Facebook they and they're going to say, okay, they posted a couple of days ago as a video about something. Great. I just want to make sure that you're there and that you don't have a bunch of one-star reviews. That's all they care about. So it's the same way that they used to go to Yelp and Yellow Page. Okay. What, how many stars? 
And then are they, do they actually exist? Do they actually have a real profile? So it was really just a trust factor. They just wanted to find Big out, time. are you legit to begin with? Yeah. The, the amount of people I talk to, so I've done training or consulting with now over 300 different companies. And what I've met, what, what I've met some of their customers and I, I try and understand their buyers because that helps me position the messaging and the, the benefits of their product. One thing that's super, super, super common, especially under 35 is like most people don't even fucking go to the website now. I just go to the Facebook page. Does it look legit? Cool. Under 35, they're not even going to website. They're going to social. Some do. And I agree. I, I don't care about websites. What do I want to go on a website? No, no, it's For true. Yeah. I true. So making sure that you're there on the... And so even even registering on all of these other... on Register, like set up a Yelp. Never pay them, but set up your profile there because it helps. So a couple things help. From the SEO side, it's really good. So search engine optimization is basically just trying to get yourself noticed on Google. It's really hard to get noticed on Google under like renovation company because there's a bunch of them and there's a bunch of websites and there's a bunch of stuff that already exists before your website and before your content. So it's hard to kind of rank, but the things that help you rank is if you make profiles on all the different directory sites, every single one that exists. Just for, make a profile. Free account on Homestars, free account on this, free account on that. Just fill in your base information because what happens is they're ranking for those keywords. If you look at like construction company, Toronto, uh, small renovation, bathroom renovations, Toronto, like Oakville, wherever, it doesn't matter. What you'll see is Yelp and Homestars. You'll see them show up before other companies. I have a problem with some of these and I won't use the exact names. You've mentioned a few of them. I find that you got, I'm finding that people are being taken by some of these sites and I don't want to be connected to them because they're not really policing the construction work or the finished product. And if they have the opportunity or the information to police it, they're not providing the proper information, which makes me believe that I don't want to be connected to someone that's changing the numbers or the feed of the quality of the work. I'll translate, Mike. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's all Yelp. They're just like, is it Yelp? They're paid no, I, you, th them too, but they're pay to play. Like, hey, you don't want to, you don't want to pay. We're gonna move your shit down. We're gonna prioritize your shitty rating. Yelp's no, been I, sued many times because of that. You were, they're you're, you're talking, you're talking okay, you're talking specifically about Homestars and how clients can actually just leave a bad review. But it won't make it. I have customers that have put in complaints because they supposedly got the best drywaller in the industry or the best drywaller within that site. They're not. They're just fly-by-night contractors. I think we're talking about two different things here. I think you're talking about setting up these accounts just to get your business up there mm -hmm. to validate and verify by potential clients that you are out there, you are, like you're real. Yeah, so my thing is this. There's a lot of results on the first page of Google. There's about 20, right? So there's ads. There's three ads. There's three Always. maps. There's, a, there's about 14 organic, and then there's ads at the bottom. So my thing is this. You're, you're probably not going to rank for bathroom renovator Toronto unless you're buying a Google ad, which I do recommend because it, Google ads are, are some of the best products out there because it's intent based. I'm going to look for that thing now. But aside from the ads, even if it's just someone searching for you by name, it's very easy for a, your own name to not even really show up sometimes, right? If you're a small company and you just got a little website that hasn't been online very long, like you just might not show up. So I get a referral. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to look up Mike's bathroom renovation company. I go and then I'm like, oh, well, I don't, 
I don't see them anywhere. And so what can happen is they say, well, then I'm going to go find somebody else. There's a whole bunch of other guys out there. When you register on these, on all these sites, even if again, you're not doing the paid one, you're not even act, you just make a profile. What happens is when you start searching your name, then your LinkedIn profile, your Facebook ranked. profile, your Yelp, your home stars, then you're all over the first page under your name. It big, it makes you look bigger and it just makes you easier to find. It's and it makes true. you feel validated. It so is true. Do I you, recommend doing it. Do you it. understand? Okay. No, no, I understand that. But what I'm leading to is people are going the direction you're saying. But what I'm saying is now I'm getting a feedback from customers. They're not trusting these sites anymore mm -hmm. because they've had so much bad experience. Why do I want to be connected to that bad experience? That's what I'm leading to. No, it's not you want to be connected to that bad experience. It's just that you want to tell your potential clients that you are who you say you are. I know, but those sites are building bad names for themselves because they're editing their own sites. If but I'm a, lot, a but a lot of clients respect Yelp and Homestars and all these other sites, right? Well, I'm, I'm hearing otherwise. I'm hearing people are very disappointed that the remarks that they've written aren't showing. They're literally removing them. Well, people are always, always going to be mad at the internet. People think that <laughs> Facebook is stealing their, you know. So I, I do agree that there is there is some negativity around it, but but most consumers. So if I'm just some guy who's never done a project before, and and then I'm looking fresh, I got fresh eyes. I'm just looking for this person, or I'm looking for this type of contractor. I have no opinion about any of it. Now, if I've had a bad experience with it, you're going to get that. But I, people all the time, well, I tried Instagram ads and they're bullshit. They don't work. I'm like, oh, maybe you just suck at them. Maybe, you know, maybe. <laughs> it's true. No, maybe Yelp and Homestuck, like they do do those things. But I think the overarching piece of it is like, you're not, in, you're not uh, endorsing them in any way. You're just saying, I have a business profile so you know that it exists. I get it. I see. But I, I think it's but, like. Okay, so go to Mike's word about getting that profile out there and get that ranking up there it's really funny that you just made me think subconsciously even when i was at the building show i was meeting a bunch of new companies and new brands and stuff like that my first thought was go to their website but my first thought on the website was to scroll down to the bottom to find out what social lead feeds are they attached to yeah that's, that's a lot just of people. intuitively i just did that yeah. i just like i don't care about your whole page i don't care about your copy i don't care about your intro i just wanted to scroll to the bottom and find out which social icons are attached to your company and then i particularly went to those social icons to take a look at what you have mm -hmm. so i'm looking at business to business i want to work with this company and all of a sudden i'm looking at what they're doing on social well you know the crazy part about it though so i mean you're a bit of a different use case because you're in that yeah. space but that being said so again say the referral hey mike's mike's kitchen renovation place when i google that it's very unlikely that my because most people suck at seo and suck at websites it's more likely <laughs> that my website's about halfway down the first page of google and the first thing that shows up is my facebook and my instagram link it because does. because my name is already there and so again that's kind of that like that's going to be the first touch point for a lot of people what's it's the important. percentage of people that do a google search go past the second page because I hardly ever go past the second page. Never mind the get get to the second page, yeah, let alone go past it. No, it's not none. Most the, stay on the first page. The craziest thing is, so the stats, I think, are like almost 20%. The first three get almost 30 or so percent of all the action. The first three results on the first page of Google. And those are ads. Yeah, absolutely. Most of the time are ads. Mm -hmm. So if you pay them... You'll get on there. You'll get on there. And like you were saying, those Google ads are actually kind of worth it if you know how to do them to get them out there. There's a couple. Yeah. So there's a couple things with Google ads that are really important. 
one of the things that we teach. So Google and Facebook, their ad platforms are evil as fuck. Can I say that here? Yes, of course I love you it can. that you are. <laughs> they are. Okay. They're you're winning me over every second. <laughs> they're they're fucking ho- like they're really bad. So what happens is you go on to Google or Facebook, you say, Hey, this is the type of keyword that I want. Like someone searches for this, I want to be there. And my headlines are here and my description is here, and my website goes here. And that's all great. What they don't tell you is the default match type on Google ads is called broad match. I'll make it simple. Sure. So if you don't put any any symbols around your keywords, so you would say kitchen, renovation, companies, Oakville. That's my keyword. If someone searches for that, I want it. What happens though is that you're with when you're leaving it open-ended like that, which is the default setting, 90% of your money is not going to where it should be. 90% of your money is being wasted. What happens is it's you're saying to Google, hey, I'm going to trust that you read this and look at my website and you can interpret what people are looking for. I'm going to let you understand it. Google has the IQ of about a six-year-old when it comes to context. It's <laughs> wow. not smart. So what it can do is, so say kitchen renovation. Oh, my God. Carlito, is that your phone? You are busted, man. <laughs> I'm also on, on 24 on. hours, no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue, so, Mike. And so what happens is um, it can pull any individual word out of that sentence and bid on it. So Oakville. And it will literally bid on stuff like birthday party ideas, Oakville. You'll pay for that shit. Because Facebook, that's evil, Google, like you Google said. Google doesn't have the, they don't have the ability to interpret. So anybody that's run their own Google ads and say Google ads don't work, it's because you suck at them. So that's why. So one. you have to be very choosy. So what you what you do, there's a fix for this. So when if you've done it, and that's what your setup is right now, you go into Google ads, you go under keywords, and there's a little tab called search terms. When you click on search terms, that actually shows you the full string that you bid on and click got clicks from. And you'll see some wacky ass stuff. Like you'll see really long nine word, 10 word, 15 word sentences. You're like, that does nothing to do with what I'm, what I'm offering. Yeah. Because when you let Google interpret it, it just is like, oh, let's get them as much traffic as possible for as cheap as possible. We don't care the relevance. That's the problem with Google. What you can do is you can put these symbols into the keywords to restrict Google's Like symbols ability. like stars and hearts? Close, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's three different kinds of symbols. There's quotation marks. And so the quotation mark says, hey, whatever's in the quotation marks needs to stay in place, but anything before or after is good to go. And then there's square brackets, and square brackets says only what's written in the square brackets and nothing else, even if it's spelt differently, I don't give a shit, whatever's in the square brackets. And then there's the one that's the most impactful. is So there's a plus sign before each word. So it's called broad match modified. And you say, that's saying to Google, hey, I'm going to let you interpret what people are searching, but every single word that I include has to be in that search somewhere or don't bid on it. And that's the better, that's the best one. And so most people just don't, they just don't know that. And they pump thousands of dollars in and they, then I, I go and audit. I, I do a lot of audits. Most of the time, no less than 80% of your budget's being wasted. So it's not what, getting to where it needs to get to. a budget? And how much does a budget consist of? So it's industry to industry. So the, the Google doesn't pick the price. Uh, Facebook doesn't pick the price. LinkedIn ads, they pick the price. They start you at a threshold and they're expensive as hell. Yeah, they're really expensive. They're good, expensive. But, they, but they're expensive. So it's a bidding system. So it's going to go based on who else is fighting for that same keyword at what time and how much are they fighting for. A lot of the construction keywords, you can get something for like between 3 and $7 for a click. Whereas if you're a plumber in Toronto, it starts at $85 for one click. 
one click because that's there's so many guys fighting for that keyword. They're saying, well, I'll bid 90, I'll bid 100. I've paid $170 for a click on as an advertiser. For one day? For one click. One click. One click to a website for a plumber. But guess what? How long does that last at one click? Depends on how, if you, your budget times however yeah. many clicks, right? So if yep. it's $1,000 a day, it's five clicks. That's it. Wow. But, but they will get business from that because it's usually like, oh, shit, something's going wrong. Someone needs I to need call a plumber. Yeah. Whereas a lot of more renovation stuff is more thought out. It's a longer process. And that's a, that's a very extreme example. Um, but like roofing, I've done some like telecom stuff, like um, like online conferencing software that we paid. We were paying between 25 and $32 for a click, and it was super profitable. So if it's structured right, it shouldn't matter. But you do have to work reverse engineer it. So if your website's good and your website is enticing to get people to get a quote or contact us or whatever it's going to be, um, you'll figure out an average. I need 15 people to come to my website to get one lead. And if I'm going to pay $4 a click, am I okay with paying this much for a lead? Does this make sense? And then there's ways to optimize it so you can get that cost way down. But you kind of reverse engineer what that looks like for you. There's a couple things that These you These are can... crazy numbers, eh? No. If, you, if you're bidding on basement renovations, right? Like, what would do you, you physically would you not, do? Would you not pay $300 for a halfway warm lead? Yeah, to get potentially the job. Of at, course, at you would. whatever you're going to get for right. that job, right? But now yeah. in today's market, mm-hmm. wouldn't you pay that same amount to somebody that's potentially going to be your client on a digital platform and you're spending that same dollar value, right? So all you're doing is instead of the face to face kind of cold calling or mm-hmm. you're meeting them in person, kind of like how Rob the other day, where he's like, he jumped on every job site and he just went right into the hole and went to speak to every single guy. He was playing the numbers game. Mm-hmm. All he was doing, I'm going to talk to 10 guys here. One of them is going to say yes to me. Yeah. He's spending that. So it's the same thing here. With you're these. just reducing the amount of like, of driving around at that point. That's all. Well, spending time on the keys. <laughs> yeah. That's all you're mm-hmm. doing. That's yeah. the difference. That's the difference that the contractors need to understand. They have to spend this time. But then you may get a lead, but that doesn't mean you're going to get the job. Right. You're closer to so, getting the job. So the, qu- the question becomes, are you good enough to sell? At now, that point. So, so the ad has to have good context to what the keyword is. Your website has to speak to what you've written in the ad. And if you can get that pretty well notched in then if you so say i need to talk to five warm leads to get a job okay would i pay 1500 bucks to acquire a basement customer probably right so it is a numbers game and it does take a lot of refinement a lot of people get frustrated because when you don't know how to build that path with those numbers then you're just like well what am i putting money in for it's not super super easy but it's way cheaper like if you were to send a direct mail or you were to put posters out on a bunch of streets like you're going to pay more than two thousand bucks for that anyway it's so, true you know what so I, mean? I guess yeah each tradesperson's just got to look at okay how is my website how is the messaging on my website and then your keywords focus on your keywords and don't veer off of that stuff and that gives you like you said a warm lead and then if you do that let's say you do it 10 times to 10 different potentials one you probably will get so if you get a one to ten ratio yeah that's worth it, isn't it? I'm still confused that anyone's even using websites. <laughs> like honestly, like you don't get I it. Just no, it's about okay. It's about I know, but like you're you, still alive. It's it's just about you being still alive. You're still I know, there. but getting a website's not cheap. It's cheaper these days than it was. But, but hold on, but I want to have the conversation around. It's not cheap compared to what? Mm, that's a good point. Right, like so if you were to say, "Hey, I can put my face on a bus and a billboard for a month." Now, you can just set up a bunch of free profiles. You don't have you don't at the end of the day you don't have to have a website, but if the website is the thing that people come to and cuz 
unlike social media, a Facebook profile and Instagram, a website, you can craft a story like you can't do in any other platform, right? So we help new homeowners get out of the bullshit stock basements and make your basement, whatever. But then you can talk about the process and the benefits and the benefits of those benefits and how it, how it is working your with you story. and your testimonials. Yeah. And you can stack that into a website. Unlike Facebook, it's got like a little block for about us and a little piece for the story, but it doesn't give you as much flexibility as a website. You can't post and consolidate your gallery of work that you've done in the same way. So I like a website for as a showcase piece. You do okay, need so, it, man. so you, I mean, this is what you do professionally. Yeah. If you ask me about a bathroom, I'm going to tell you about a bathroom, yeah. and I'm hoping you're going to listen to me. So I'm going to listen to you. You're saying website is the most important. Like, you have to yeah. have a website. We keep going back to website. It's, yeah. not, the, it's not the I, most important. No, but it's important. It's yes, that it important, is important that every part of the conversation we're having, he keeps coming back to website. That means that as a professional doing this, that's how important it is. So my next question is, how much money do I need to invest into a website as a contractor that is spent wisely? Easily under two thousand bucks. Oh, okay. Now you're talking so my you language. You were expecting a I bigger keep number. I hearing five, ten, fifteen thousand. You don't do websites. No, I hate websites. That, that's but it's. it's <laughs> but. <laughs> I love I, this. I, I, I built my social media house and my personal brand site both in under an hour each on Squarespace. Wow. Fuck it. So what you... <laughs> 15 bucks a month. Because the thing is, it's the message, right? It's if I have message. a good couple of pictures... Oh, I and got the message. The, the flow is this. What do you do? A little bit more... So very simple value statement. What exactly do I do? Then a little bit about, okay, what does that mean for you? How does it work to work with me? What did other people say about me? Get in touch. Not that's even your website. One, that's that one page. was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's your website. Okay, now, I because you're a teacher, mm -hmm. I mean, at some point, you probably do this for people. I have. <laughs> yeah. You have, but, but what I understand is you're more trying to teach people like myself that don't have the money to hire someone to do it themselves. So if you've got the concept, you could just hire a student and pay them 20 bucks an hour and they'll do something. Like, you know what I mean? You can get... Can I have a number of a student? <laughs> yes. I have a ton of people. Wow. I use a ton of... I, like, we use a ton you of people. You outsource a bunch of people. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because do you know how much content we produce from the podcast? So we film a podcast. It's an do? hour. Yeah, every week. Wow. Every, it's an hour long conversation on video. So what we do is we, we don't edit the middle. We just cut the beginning, cut the end. So it's one package. That goes to a digital intern on the internet, and then it comes back to us four days later as 30 pieces of micro content for LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And then what? they go then they go on social. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I Absolutely. Think just excited, man. At, at a what at what kind of a cost? At a, well, first of all, zero. Digital free free interns, first of all. Yeah, I love now, interns. Now there we are should people, have more in construction. There are people that we use through the intern program and they're really good. So we bring them on as freelancers for client work and this and this and that. But there so there's a program called Gen M, G-E-N-M, Generation M. They are out uh, so genm.co. They're out of Ottawa. I met the CEO. I got a Facebook ad from him and I was thinking I don't trust this. This looks really fucking like it looks cool, but like I don't trust it. So I I emailed him. I said we got to talk. Too good I'm interested. To be true. I'm interested, but let's talk. So we got on the phone, and he said, "Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that are current students, really recent graduates who can't get a job in their field, or people that are in a field and they hate their life and they want to hone their skills to get better to do other things. They're all on our platform." And what they're looking for is experience with marketing, website building, social media, content creation. 
And he said, you sign up, you, te- you, find, you say what skills you want and what platforms they're capable of using. So we go to like Canva and Photoshop and video editing and all that. And then you interview them. And when they engage with you, you pay the platform $45 a month for per intern for a three-month window. So it's 150 bucks. Is that paying you or paying them? We pay the platform Gen M. The interns work 10 hours a week remote for free for three months to get the experience, the experience. and some mentorship from you. Wow. And so we, all of our podcast content is all created by interns. We don't do one thing. So you just produce it, record it, send it. They chop it up. They listen to it. They find the sound bites, the one minute or less for Instagram, the under 10 minutes for Instagram stories. Now, not everything they produce is the one that's going to go. But if they give us 30 and we can use 20, I don't care. Split the difference. Wow. So that's how we do it. And it's really, it is really, it falls back on content is king. That's still the king, period. Yeah, we've done probably, so we've increased the business again this year by maybe like 60%. That entire extra 60% was all on the back of someone listened to our podcast, called us about it, or a guest of the podcast that came on referenced us to someone else. Like we've done six figures in consulting on the back of the podcast this year. Just people like, holy shit, that was a great idea. Can I hire you to help us do this? Wow. It's crazy. So what does it cost to hire like you to direct me into setting myself up? It depends on what you need. So if, if you're going to, if you just need some guidance on like, okay, how do I structure the website? How do I find the right people to do these little things? That's one thing. You can come on my podcast. That's what I do. I deconstruct people's marketing and then I give them a consultation within the podcast. That's what it is. Wow. Can it's I come on? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I do. Like, okay, so what's happened yeah. is I just left my my partner, and I'm ready to establish my new name, which me and Manny have like Manny's been pushing me to like get my company name going. So I've established that. I'm just buying that right now, so I'm not releasing what I'm doing yet yep. with the name. Dun dun um, dun. Dumb. But it, what really but people need to know is he's saying. Dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> no, I'm not, man. <laughs> um, no, but getting back to it, so I'm I'm ready to to start my own business. So now I need to hire you. You you, you, you have to swim in the digital you, waters. So you, you need might to not, speak you, to somebody. You like might that. not. Yeah, you might not want to hire someone yet. So here's the here's the real answer. If you can spend a little bit of money, get a website, go register yourself on all the two different grand di- being max. For sure. If you okay. produce, if you provide the content, then somebody can put it together. Make it on Squarespace. Make it on. We actually don't do. There's Word, so, well, there's so many platforms out there. To I actually. like. I really like Squarespace. It's a little bit more expensive per month, but I just the functionality and the speed and the WordPress is great. But I just find everyone has their own way of building. So with WordPress, it's like different themes that they use, and so every theme is different. I, it, I just find it to be a pain in the ass. You got to update shit. Squarespace was, is simple. WordPress was a nightmare for me for my first one. Yeah. We I just hated use, it. We just use I Squarespace. I've got six, seven sites on Squarespace right now. So what was Squarespace yeah. cost a month? So you can pay for the year. It's like 214 bucks for the year. That's decent. Yeah. The way I'm speaking about myself, I'm speaking for a whack of contractors at the same level at me yep. as me. Uh, I'm a blue-collared contractor. I'm able to do custom work but I'm not ready to get there because I don't have the transportation, which is my media. Yes. So, I mean, there's a couple answers. If you would take social and that out of the picture entirely, like how else are we generating business? If you, Website. No, no, but even just outside, just just completely offline. Most right? guys in the industry, it's word of mouth. Yes. Honestly, that's how I do business. I need a drywaller. Just say I need one. Yep. I don't because I'm the drywaller. <laughs> um, I'll call up four of my friends that I trust 
like respectful guys that I trust, and I'll say, "Hey, man, I need a drywall." Okay, hang on, but forget about yep. that. Ooh. Clients, how do you attract clients? It's word of mouth, right? You you kind of yeah, do it's, one it's, job. Well, they know somebody. They speak right. to somebody, yeah. and then they go. You should go talk to Carlito. Carlito comes in, gives them a quote. That's how you potentially get a job. Yeah, like say for example, when I've used Instagram, I'll give like excellent detail and break it down and be professional. I don't get a call, but I start talking about my dick and I make jokes, what the? <laughs> and all of a sudden people call me and say, "Oh, you're really funny, and right. I and I think you're really cool, and I'd like to use you." And I'm like, what just happened there? It's I the went platform. from amateur to professional, it's the and professional suck. You, you need to speak. You need to speak differently on these each, each of these platforms. Okay, you have to understand that. I agree. Yeah, but you know, some people just have a cadence for. Expl- so, for example, I write like a seven-year-old child. I have no grammar skills. I can barely fucking spell. Most of us, it's amazing. So, I love it. I so, love it, man. So, so for me, we were like, cool. I started writing all these blog posts, and I started I had a, a notepad just full of blog posts that never made it to the light of day. And then I was having them ghostwritten, and then I was finally like, I don't know. Why am I writing? Just give me a fucking camera. Let's go. Give me a microphone and a camera. Speak. I know how to articulate what I'm doing. So you, you just play to whatever your strengths are. If you're just... A funny, sarcastic guy, and people get a kick out of it. You're gonna lose some business because people, oh, he swears, he talks about his dick. But if the type of people that you want to work with are easygoing, fun people anyway, then fuck all the other people. There's a ton of people that would never hire me. But there's a ton of people that would hire you. You just need to find you. Yep. 100%. I go back to you. There isn't another Carlito out there. Thank God. <laughs> uh, you you <laughs> need to find you And I'm talking about all the listeners You just need to find you as who you are Truly Don't make a persona Try to think this is what the clients want to hear Try to think what this industry wants to hear Well, no, fuck that th- I'm, I'm being honest when I, when, I give, when I feel that I give a great video I'm addressing problems In a different angle And giving people ammunition People don't really appreciate it But honestly I could stand somewhere with Manny and have a bucket in my hand and say some really stupid crap. And all of a sudden I get 5,000 hits and I'm like, I don't get it. But and your next like, step now hey, is you want some work. And no, I'm like, your, what? You, your next step now is how to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's what you need to figure out. So again, auditing, you're going back to you as a person and your profile. You need to figure out what works. What's working for you and then capitalize on that. And that might be your Instagram, your Instagram bio might be just like some smart ass guy who's just fantastic at drywalling. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Common sense, really straightforward. But how many drywall right. websites have you gone to where it's like, oh, family owned I, honestly, history? Honestly, this, this is that. this is uh this is a new avenue for me. Yeah. And the only reason this is even interesting for me is that Manny is really pushing me to go outside of my comfort zone and find a new me yeah which is really who i am i just haven't searched there another thing is my wife she's very interested in websites and she loves manny to death because manny knows how to keep his you know pages going there's information he puts time in there he has that time i don't like i literally don't and but i also don't have the money to pay someone think okay so think about content like this because we talk, I talked to a lot of people who who i'm going to do social i think i got to do it i got to be there if you treat content creation like you do invoicing it's going to it's going to happen on thursdays between 8 and 10 p.m., that's the game for you. As a single person, what do you have? You've got 
job sites that you're on, pictures, pictures, pictures. You've got your personality, which obviously attracts a business at a certain level. So you should just be talking to the camera, walking around job sites, and then taking pictures of your job sites. That should be all your content. That's it. No, That's a lot else. of content right there. That explains my ex-partner. <laughs> he, he's, he's got a great personality, dun, dun, and he gets, he gets tons of work from yeah. his personality. And, yeah. I, and I was always taught... Like you're hearing a different side of me, but I was always taught to be very professional. Don't swear. Don't don't behave this way. Not That's how I was been brought yeah. up, and I could never comprehend that the phone is constantly ringing for him, mm -hmm. like constantly. I'm like, I don't get it, but he, I think I'm getting it. Here's the real here's the real answer that always kind of fucks people up. So this will keep you. This is gonna this is gonna be a weird like for the next three days. Everything you look at, you're gonna, I'm gonna look at it a bit differently. Podcast a hundred times. So <laughs> <laughs> think about. Think about the last two people that you hired. Think about the last two things that you bought. Think about how you feel about that brand. You might say, well, I don't feel anything. But you do because they made you buy something. So more often than not, their social media had a personality or quirkiness or a funniness. It seems like something in their personality, that human connection. Hey, yeah, you know what? This guy tells a great dick joke, so I hired him to do the taping. Right. And so however you buy is how other people buy. People buy from people. They connect with people. They don't right. give a fuck about your service no, I hear or about you your know. product. Or your brand. Nobody gives a shit about any of us. You should see. Hold on. This is actually really funny. So on my. So it's really about connection. So on this is my biggest motivator of all time. Nobody, so he's showing this, his phone right now. This is my. This, <laughs> I was about this, to say. <laughs> this is the background of my phone. Nobody cares about what you're doing. Don't forget that. That's the background of your phone. It's been the background of my phone for the last seven years because it's true. Nobody cares about your drywall and your, they don't care. But when they need it, and if they already like you, then you win. Game over. So they care about connecting with you. Mm -hmm. you. So evil. And it's, it's but not it's, evil. It's real. When you, okay, you tell me this, Mike. So, you're a kid in elementary school. How did you make friends? I just punched him in the face and said, <laughs> you're my friend. <laughs> Mike, right. when you're in a great school, <laughs> right. how did you make friends? You didn't punch anybody. Right. No, I'm just saying is that there was some sort of connection, something that you liked about that person. They became your friend. And even from a product standpoint, right? So I recently invested in a bunch more podcast stuff because I'm doing some remote stuff. I got some new toys. But even think about it like shoes. So say you're a Nike guy. You don't care. It's the same. They make the same shit as everybody else. The Chinese kids do, but... They bring it to the market. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's like when you put them on, you feel kind of fucking cool. Mm -hmm. And that feeling, they made me feel cool, so I'm going to buy them. I don't care if they were 190 bucks. They make me feel cool. They're fresh. They make me look stylish. It's the feeling. They're connecting with that product on that level, and it works the same way in the service-based stuff. You're totally right. I'm getting it. Because yeah. now that it, you and Manny are talking about this, and Manny's last question was, I am attracted to funny, strong people. I'm not afraid of intimidation. So if you're funny and you're strong, you're I'm attracted them. to you. You're going to hire that person. Maybe that's what people have been seeing in me, and I just never saw that in myself. thousand percent. Wow. You're opening my eyes. Is this therapy? It isn't 85 <laughs> bucks an hour or anything, is it? <laughs> no, my, my, my therapy is much more expensive than that. <laughs> Any other questions, man? Well, there's tons of questions. I don't want this podcast to stop, actually. You just woke me up after 24 hours of being up. I'm ready to talk for three more hours. <laughs> so, and I, I mean, I think, so I think there's a couple answers. But I think at the, at the end of the day, all the content, all the website, all the stuff aside, at the end of the day, if you think about the people that buy from you, they met you, you connected through some way, whether it was a referral or, but from the beginning, you had to attract a client. 
And that was probably some guy in a bar. You're having a drink. You said a dick joke. They're like, you're funny. I'm going to use you for drywall. That's yeah. just a you know, weird example. I talk about my dick all the time. Oh, God. Don't get <laughs> but, him on his dick. But, <laughs> but I think what happens from there is then he's got a, another friend that, that has a similar mindset. And he goes, oh, you need this renovation done? This is the guy. This is the, and then you start getting so. And if you were to call a bunch of previous customers, people that you've done work for in the past, say, "Hey, do you know anybody that needs this? I'm out. I'm out. I'm creating a new venture. I'm looking for. I'm actively looking for some new business right now. Do you know anyone in need of renovation? If they know somebody, they will be super happy to make that phone call, right? Because they've known you. They trust mm -hmm. you. People know that a lot of tradespeople suck, just like a lot of marketing companies suck. I've had a bad experience. Half done." didn't get done. They overcharged. They did this. They did that. There's nightmare stories. So as soon as you've got someone that's credible from a source that you rely on, it's game over. You've got that business. So I think about it like that. Think about making new business via those connections. And then think about your content reflecting those things that all those things, just, just put that onto the website, put that your personality, personality on there, make them the personality in your Instagram, all that stuff. It just, it all aligns. What do I do with what I already have? Do I erase that and restart? I don't know. I haven't seen much had, but I don't think so. Because I've think, never. So well, I've you, never, you haven't really focused. I've on never it. really cared. Honestly, I've never really cared. Everyone around me has been pushing me to do this. I've been fortunate to have been in amazing places in my life that everyone's done the marketing for me. And I've never had to have that tool. Yep. But now that I'm on my own and I'm now realizing that I need to market myself. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate that at. 48, I am now learning how to run a business at this time in life. Got lots of time. Uh, you know, things have changed, right? Mm -hmm. From 30 years ago or 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. I mean, podcasts, even five years ago, who would have thought podcasts yeah. would work? You know what I mean? And now they're such a medium. So what you're saying is definitely start a web page. Don't spend more than two thousand dollars. No, you Instagram. can you can get an inexpensive web page made. Yeah. You don't need to go ballistic with yeah. your web page. And I agree with that. That's what yeah. I wanted to hear. This is the first person that's actually set a real realistic number. Everybody else is out to lunch. I have a guy specifically. He actually lives in Liberty. I'll set you up with him. He's Great. Good, he's good for that stuff. Then you're saying go on Instagram, go on Facebook, go on Twitter. Uh, no, no, before you do that, though, find your profile, find who you are. Well, I think that's easy. Don't, uh, I'm just going to be myself. Don't, and don't delete it. So he, here's what a lot of people do. Oh, it's not perfect. So I'm going to, you know, are you that kind of, I don't know if you're that kind of guy. I was the kind of guy where if you ever take, remember when you're taking notes on a paper and you screwed up a word and you scratched it out and you're like, I want to rip out the whole page and start again. Yeah, that's me. That used to be me. Yeah, that used to be me. me. I don't actually even look at the content. When I produce a podcast now. I don't listen to it. I don't. I, it just goes to the da 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 da. They have the brand standards, and they know what to go. I don't even watch so, it. Couldn't so can I put less. a plug in for but, you right now? What is your what, what is your podcast? Podcast is called Content Sessions. Uh, it goes out every Wednesday. YouTube and then all the streaming con uh, the the streaming podcast. So you got on YouTube as well. On YouTube as well because we shoot video. Got yeah. it. But I think here's the thing: if you've got an Instagram with 30 posts in it, leave them. Change the profile, but leave them. Put a post, just a black black square with text that just says. Okay, I'm gonna try now, and then everything from there on is the new you. And then some wow. people can go back and be like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, this is like when you didn't care. Oh, I see the difference. That's funny. Just like let it go. Just let well, it ride." It's funny you say that because we started the podcast a little bit over a year ago. You know, we were experimenting and trying, and I wasn't ready. And then Manny, you know, reapproached me and said, "Come on, dude, let's let's do this. We had a great thing going." I really liked it and I loved it because it was therapeutic for me. This podcast is about the honesty and I feel like I release blah, 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 therapy again. What I'm leading to is 
I've now restarted and I have a different attitude than right. I did a year ago. Like what I said a year ago on the podcast, I don't even feel the same anymore. I have this whole new open vision to, to life and, and to business. You have a different perspective on the construction industry. Yeah. So you're contributing mm -hmm. to it differently now. Yeah. That's what's going on. On the content perspective, one of the lines on your Instagram persona should be co-host of da 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 da. And then get a bunch of the little video clips from that and use that as a post. Oh, this guy's on a show? They're having guests that's been around. Like, you guys have a shitload of content to go back through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cutting up little video clips and every third post on your Instagram is you on the thing. And so I think then they see, oh, well, this guy's on a show. There's cameras. There's guests. They have real brands on. That's a huge credibility piece. I'm working right? on that. Yeah. Um, Carlito doesn't realize there's a lot of work involved. <laughs> no, no, I, I realize it. And I, I mean... You know what? I'll, hang on a sec. I'll speak to that because recently I got a post. So I did a post and then recently there was a comment left on the post where uh, they just said, where's all your construction content? Are you just going to continue with Manny Mondays and you're going to continue with your podcast and you're going to continue with paid sponsorships, right? And I'm like, I just responded back by saying, listen, there's a whole other world to the construction industry that's not just the pretty pictures mm -hmm. of construction, right? So it's like I'm focused, I'm dedicated to the Construction Life podcast, I'm dedicated to the Construction Life website, I'm dedicated to Manny Monday, I'm dedicated to other things, right? So like you said, I'm shifting gears because mm -hmm. social media is about shifting gears. You can't keep on doing the same thing over and over what you're yeah. doing four years ago you have to do something new you have to try something new and it'd be a disservice right like were we are we the same people that we were a year no. ago you you grow all social is is just taking people on the journey of what you're doing and if you're not growing i mean there there should be and you should get people that revolt well i liked it when you did this well then unfollow me that, that, that <laughs> i'm sorry i don't like you anymore that's yeah, the, i know I get, good I, I get see ya all the time i just all i time. also added in that comment i just said listen i never asked a single person to ever follow me man so yeah. if you don't like me now i'm sorry about that <laughs> yeah. take hey. care where where is social going from here I don't think it's going anywhere. I think the attention's going to move around to different places. There could be some other thing that comes out. I think at the end of the day, though, the followership and the reach don't really matter. At the end of the day, so it's for me, like, we don't, I don't have a big following. I couldn't care less. The people that follow me are people that I've connected with through the podcast, through consulting, through clients. And so just them watching my informational content and having a chance for them to share it out, that's creating six-figure business for me. So I couldn't care less. Um, and so I think it's just not focusing on the vanity stuff. Just put out quality stuff, engage and connect in a meaningful way with the people that want to spend their time with you, and just put out stuff that is not sales-driven, but will lead to sales. And so real content marketing. So inspiration, entertainment, information. I said that? I said that twice? No, inspiration, entertainment. And you can say it again. Motivation. Inspiration. Yeah. No, no, no. And so, so those four things, right? So then people get a, they get in the habit of, I know what I'm going to get when I come to you and I'll change and I'll evolve with you. But I think it's just continue putting it out because you never know when your quarter million dollar project is going to be, who's going to get your name or he's going to somehow serendipitously come through a YouTube video. Who is this guy? Go to Instagram. A Manny Monday comes up I like this guy. This has got a great attitude. I'm going to call him quarter million dollar contract. You don't know. It you happens to know. me all the time. Not that big contract, but, but I get calls like, hey, I saw your podcast that you did with Vanessa the other week. We're this rapidly growing travel agency. We want you guys to come in and, and help us guide the path. And that's like a $30,000 three-day thing. I've so, always told him and other guys, I go, you just have no idea who might be watching. You have no ideas. If you stay true to yourself and keep on posting content and keep, like you said, adapting, going with it, because we evolve, we change, we grow, we learn. 
you never know who might actually pay attention to one particular post that you didn't really pay any attention to and thought, all right, I'll post it. It's me. Yep. But then they go, you know what? That one post that you did, that's the reason why I called you. And that could work for business, attracting clients, and that could work for building your circle to build your business. Right. That's true. I believe that. My curiosity is how did you and Manny meet? Through another mutual friend. My wow. website guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, through Damien. Yep. So yeah. did that pay out then? Yeah. It obviously did. Yeah, of course. Because he's been like a, a huge man resource. Like all the stuff that I've been basically saying and, and I've been putting it together. I've been slacking lately, but he has taught me a lot he's of stuff. He's been reassuring you that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Like he's surprised that I've done what I've done. So you're like a blankie for Manny. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be the Charlie Brown no. Christmas tree, all right? <laughs> no, this guy, this, guy, this guy's this guy's built a, a little he's got a little empire going already. He didn't need, didn't need me. But I think for from the enhancement of it, it's I like, need a blankie. Okay. <laughs> I think for me, like my brain is stuck in marketing. I can't even have conversations with normal people anymore. It's really fucking strange. Perfect. Like we go to dinner with like my girlfriend's friends, and I'm like, I can't, I can't talk to you. <laughs> Does anybody own a business? Does anybody create content? Please. Um, and so, but isn't it like yeah. it's a weird time now for marketing? Yeah. Like it is. I, I mean, I've got a small background in marketing, but I mean, what's happened in the last 10 years in marketing is absolutely just insane yeah. how it's working. And it's fun. And the, the nice thing for me is I can make a living making a huge impact on small business. That's what I like. That's yeah. amazing, dude. Because it's like, here's the thing, right? So you're going out on your own now. But if you've been out before, you would have been like, okay, I have been 30 we've, years. We've Never had a problem. We've hired. Okay. So we tried this digital marketing company and then these guys and this social media. And like, it's a nightmare out there. There's guys in their mom's basement who can make a beautiful website and then you're screwed, right? Because you don't you don't actually call their previous customers and find out that they sucked. Always, always do that. Always call the previous they're customers just, that they list great on the website. People. That's and, all it is. And just, just pick their brain. I had a, I had a call the other day from this guy in Liberty. He had made a website for us years ago, and um, I got a call from a guy. It was like a health food product, and he goes, "Hey, do you know Ash? Yeah, I know Ash. Well, he said he made a website for you. Yeah, and then he actually like." Okay, can you tell me how the experience was? Was it done on time? Was it done on budget? And I was like, yeah, no, he was really great. And you can tell if the person's lying at that point. So just vet it. But it's like contractors. You should vet your contractors. You should vet your marketing people. Yeah, everybody. It's harder in our business because when I leave someone's house, I don't want to, not because I don't want to, but why do I even want to inconvenience my customer by having another 100 people call them and say, how was your experience? I think it's not for everybody. I wouldn't refer everybody to every customer. And you might, you know, maybe pick 10 and then split them up, you know, so not, not 100 going to one, but 10 going to 10. But I think the key is like, if, if you made a connection with that person, if you got along, if they were happy and you left them in their spot in a good place, there's no reason why they wouldn't take two minutes out of their day. You feel like you're inconveniencing them. But if they're, if you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm growing this business. I've got a couple of people that want to ask about the experience. If it's not a problem for you, we'd love to talk to, for you to talk to them for two minutes. They're like, oh, then they get to feel good about being the guy that helped you get the job. They're thrilled with that. All right. Did we cool. cover anything? Did we miss anything? You want to oh, share anything I don't want to stop. Man. I'm just warming up here, man. <laughs> Fuck. Then ask the questions. Okay. So <laughs> what's your what's your handle? Share share how people can get a hold of you. Sure. Yeah. So the on Instagram, Mike AJ Mall. Uh, MikeAJMall.to is my personal site. And then SocialMediaHouse.to is our corporate site. And your podcast again? Content sessions. What do you want to change in construction? What would you change if you had an opportunity? <laughs> he asks this question all the time to everybody. Everyone, Actually, has, a I like this everyone question. has a different answer. Yeah. And I'm just 
putting all the ammunition together and I'm ready to have a war. <laughs> so I want your ammo. I just had a great experience with three different contractors, so that was nice. We had to renovate my grandfather's house. He's been smoking in it for 30 years, and I was moving my wow. sister and her kid in, and they had to like fumigate, carpet clean, painting. Oh, the wow. ceiling was it painted. Was the ceiling was painted six coats in the family room. Maybe they used the wrong paint. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Um, no, but I think so. Here, so I actually was in the flooring industry, in sales and in installation for. This was back in my early twenties, but I did, and we had a couple of good successful projects. I think the biggest issue is I think that there's a lot of hmm, what's the word? How do I say this? I think people are afraid to hire contractors, just like people are afraid to hire marketers. And what I would say is, if you are good at what you do. What I want you to learn is how to suck at validating your business to other people. Wow. Yeah, because most people... Pretty deep, man. <laughs> hang on. So how to suck at validating. So what happens now is even if you're excellent at what you do, construction or marketing, because we talk to... I, every, almost every person that hires us that wasn't a direct referral was like, hey, so I've been burned by the last three companies. I've wasted nine months and 30 grand. What makes you think it's not going to be the same? And for me, the answer is simple. I produce results. And you can talk to the CEO or the president of any company I've ever worked with, and they'll tell you. And they're not going to lie because it's their fucking business. Yeah. And so that's my, that's, my, that's my spiel now. But most people don't have it. They try and backtrack, oh, oh, uh, and then they try and go down on the price, or they try and, oh, well, I did this ROI, and I got a 35% click-through. And it's like, no, people want to feel comfortable that you can create the result, and then they want to be pitched on the benefits of that result to them. And most people just suck shit at being able to iterate that and validate themselves to a potential customer. I don't know if that's not that specific to the industry, but that's just how I feel. From no, the, but that's, that is specific to the industry, man. It's also your experience, and that's the most important part for me, which opens my eyes up to other things. People coming into marketing, what should they be looking for if they're looking for a job in this industry and in you're industry in, in construction marketing. So if you're a student that's in school for marketing right now, and we'll, that's kind of one, one answer is if you're in school for marketing, I've interviewed north of a hundred recent graduates. When you say recent, how recent? Like, like in the, the last, last in the last year okay. from a marketing program. None of you know how to do marketing. <laughs> you know the theory of marketing, but you suck. You've never spent a dollar on Google ads. How am I going to hire you to do Google ads? It's ludicrous. So get an internship and get just call as many people as you can until someone lets you in the campaign. For years, man. Horrible. Wow. I can't just. And as, like, a, as a small agency, I'm a small wow. agency by design. We're five. I'm not getting bigger because I'm going to live in Mexico for four months out of the year. So we're lucky we did this because in five weeks, I'm gone and I'm not coming back till June. Um, and so for me, like I can't hire a rookie person with no experience, but, but students, I mean, just really hard time. But they think that they do. It's not that they think there might be the sense of entitlement, which is the parents fault. So good yep. job. Your generation. That's a whole other argument. Um, but <laughs> no, no. But, but at the end of the day, it's like go out and get real world experience. You can't come into a job with theory and then hoping that that's going to work because it never works. I've, t I've talked to too many people. Well, we just, it's impossible. We just talked like yeah. marketing in the last 10 years has changed dramatically. So if they were taught mm -hmm. it, whatever, two yeah. classes ago, two fucking graduating classes yeah. ago, then what they were taught mm -hmm. is not really applicable to what it is going on right now. Yeah. And you do have to get on-site experience when it comes to the marketing. Yeah. And especially like a niche market like construction, which I honestly think is a whole other animal when it comes yeah. to marketing. The other thing is, 
so most people sell on, I can run a, go a Google ad and I'll get you a click-through rate and I'll get you a this and a that. But what you should be doing is you should be tracking conversions on your website. What is that? Um, so a conversion is, an, is basically some traffic to your website that's become a lead for you now. And so there's a couple ways to do that. Most often, more often than not, it's a form. Fill out this form and I'll get back to you. Or click here to email me or click here to call me. Those are the typical ways. My website's a little bit different. I like to spice it up. So you can, you can reach me by WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, uh, WeChat, uh, just by one click on my website. So I can get co correspondence anywhere if you want to. If you'd rather text me or call me or FaceTime me, there's a button for everything. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's even from Mexico. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a weird, it's, it's, the ring sound is a little bit different. It's slightly delayed when I'm in Mexico because of the connection. It's like a instead of a ring. So just be <laughs> cognizant of that. If you call me in Mexico, it's not, it's not the wrong number. Um, but, but then, so, so you track that. And so there's a thing called Google Tag Manager that sits on top of your website and it can monitor what happens, what activations happen. So if you know, you ever from a website, you ever click the phone number and it's like, do you want to call this number? Never. Yeah. No. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> okay. you're talking. You're, yeah. My next question. I have. I have a question for you right after this. I'm not so, going to interrupt you, but yeah. never. Okay. And then have you ever been on a website and there was like the person's email and you could click it and it popped open so you could send them an email? Yes. I may have. Okay. <laughs> So you know who you're dealing with over there, right? right? So okay. what? I, so Tag Manager has an ability. So if you click the call button, there's a code that says T E L colon number. It's an outbound URL. So you say to Tag Manager, hey, if T E L or mail to, or contact form, if any of those activate, I want you to keep a recording of when that came through, and that's a lead. So that's somebody filled out the form. So there's an activation on my website. So pay attention to that thing. Wow. So when you're running an ad. Google ads, say you've got 10 different keywords and a really simple campaign. So you're using only 10 keywords. So you might have 10 clicks from each keyword. So this keyword got searched and someone came to the website. But of those 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, so 100 clicks to the website, you got four. So 4% conversion is pretty good. Four of those people became a lead by click calling you or emailing you or, or filling out the form. What keywords did it? If you don't know that, you're toast. So setting up conversions uh, coming into the, from the marketing side and then understanding it's people to people. If I'm selling you marketing, what do you care about? Not how many clicks. You care about leads. You care right. about business. No, that's but what I, I want. Can't. So yeah. we, we start at the beginning. You want clients. I can't get you clients because if you suck at selling, it's game over. But I can get you leads. That's where I have to leave. From leads to traffic to clicks, that, that path. That's you. That's me. And so it's, I think if you're getting into that space is like figuring out for the type of project, what that contractor, what that person can afford to pay for a lead and then doing everything you can to make sure that that cost per lead stays consistent. Cause if you say 30 bucks a lead, I need 10 leads to get a client. I'm, I'm good to pay 300 cause I'm going to make 5k or whatever it is on the job. So understanding those numbers and understanding what they can pay for a lead and not just selling, I'll get you clicks. You got to sell it based on a conversion action. There's more to this. All right. Here's probably one of my last questions because I can see the way Manny's eyes go <laughs> back and forth. He I'm not to, the only one that's he, tired. He's like, ar, ar, ar. his eyes are going left, right, left, I'm tired, right. Tired, man. <laughs> You're tired. <laughs> You're tired. I'm tired. We're both so, tired. I'm going to use myself as an example that there's many people like myself out there. Manny's probably, Manny's probably surprised that this ex actually exists, but it does. What is my homework until my next step to talking to you? Best thing to do. So all marketing and all content and all websites and all this stuff, the answer is already out there. There's somebody else that's doing it. 
that's doing a good job and they're successful, don't reinvent the wheel. Don't go home and say, okay, what's my value proposition? And how am I going to talk about how they work with me? Just go to 100 websites in the next two weeks of exactly just drywallers. Look them up. Look at their social. Look at their websites. Find the things that are the most common. Mark them down. They talk about, so like what, what, are, the, what are the benefits that they talk about, right? Uh, affordable or easy to work with or create results, get their job done on time, whatever those things are. So even if you don't go to 100, so you go to 20 websites of people that are just like you, find the most common stuff and that's all your content for your website. That's it. And then just put your spin on it. Put your voice and your brand feel to it. And then same with social, right? If you look at someone's page and they get really great engagement, so you know they've got a thousand followers and they get 50 likes, like, the, okay, great. That's a good level of people liking their stuff. What are they doing? Well, they're posting a lot of videos of them talking to the camera. That's it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just look at what the people that you aspire to get up to are doing and then just steal their shit. And then if they stop doing it, then you'll know it's not working and then you stop doing it. But you don't have to like, you don't have to learn through pain point. You can just take the best of the best, put your voice on it, and that's it. That's what I would do. Wow. Well yeah. said. <laughs> that's basically well, it, your starting point. Well, man. listen. Listen, the truth is some of the most amazing ideas have been reinvented and just changed a little bit to be even better. Oh. So and they were all done by nothing, creations, right? There's nothing wrong with taking it. That's why you need a trademark. <laughs> Did you say it with my penis? Croatians. I said, and these were all done by creations. Yes, right? of course. <laughs> I, I don't know why I heard what I thought I heard. I know why. <laughs> we got to wrap this up, Mike. Okay. I, thank you so much, man. You're going to beatbox out of here? There we go. We got to get the hell out of here. Thank you so much, Mike. This has been extremely helpful. I already know this one's going to get listened to a lot by him, but a lot by the listeners. He's going to make notes and he's going to call me every day. He's going to probably text me in the middle of the night going, when Mike was talking about this, what was he talking about? <laughs> I was going, you listen to the podcast all over again, okay? I'm tired of answering oh, yeah. your questions. The 416 <laughs> TO. <laughs>